Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. Oh, my goodness. Watch out. It's Friday, July 13. And lately, I must be getting old or something. It feels like every Friday is Friday the 13th, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, that again. I I didn't even realize. That again. Oh, dear. I better not walk under a ladder or compound my unluckiness in any way. I am Becky de Oliveira, by the way. This is Daily Walk. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. Okay, and today we're reading in yet another new for us translation, the contemporary English version. Romans 4, 13 through 25. Oh, 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 that is unlucky. I, I didn't remind you to pray. All right, let he me just, pray. He signaled to me with hands made like a tent, the universal <laughs> sign of supplication. So, you know, I how, understood it. It was good. How, how I was hoping that wasn't going to be. <laughs> what were you hoping? I was just hoping that was like, you know, that was subtle. That was good. It's no, good. I was hoping. Yeah. I, I'd like, like, I like to make it seem real for people. They can visualize what's going Seem on real? Here. It is real. I mean, <laughs> All right, let me pray. Yes. Heavenly Father, it's been, a, it's been a hard week. It's been a good week. It's, we've had a lot to process, a lot of interesting conversations, a lot of hard conversations, a lot of good conversations. God, whatever people are going through this week as they're coming to the end of this week and they're thinking of Sabbath tomorrow and community gathering and uh, church, hopefully for a lot of people as well. Uh, God, may they be blessed. May today be a moment of pause as well. Ask God for a blessing on this new passage as we read it again. Give us fresh insight. Give us application for our communities. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, now we'll get back to the contemporary English version, the CEV, subtitled, Promises for All Who Have Faith. God promised Abraham and his descendants that he would give them the world. This promise wasn't made because Abraham had obeyed a law, but because his faith in God made him acceptable. If Abraham and his descendants were given this promise because they had obeyed a law, then faith would mean nothing, and the promise would be worthless. God becomes angry when his law is broken, but where there isn't a law, it cannot be broken. Everything depends on having faith in God so that God's promise is assured by his great kindness. This promise isn't only for Abraham's descendants who have the law. It is for all who are Abraham's descendants because they have faith just as he did. Abraham is the ancestor of us all. The scriptures say that Abraham would become the ancestor of many nations. This promise was made to Abraham because he had faith in God who raises the dead to life and creates new things. God promised Abraham a lot of descendants, and when it all seemed hopeless, Abraham still had faith in God and became the ancestor of many nations. Abraham's faith never became weak, not even when he was nearly a hundred years old. He knew that he was almost dead and that his wife Sarah could not have children. But Abraham never doubted or questioned God's promise. His faith made him strong and he gave all the credit to God. Abraham was certain that God could do what he had promised, so God accepted him, just as we read in the scriptures. But these words were not written only for Abraham. They were written for us, since we will also be accepted because of our faith in God who raised our Lord Jesus to life. God gave Jesus to die for our sins, and he raised him to life, so that we would be made acceptable to God. All right. Here's our final question for the week, Um, and uh, this is the question. Is the perfection required of us flawless behavior or is it growing willingness to humbly listen to God and follow where he may lead? Where does it even say that 
perfection is required. Has uh, that been said anywhere? I think that what Mark is alluding to is the tension that Paul's addressing. Well, so what is the tension that Paul is addressing? Paul's He's addressing. Saying Paul's addressing. He that gets angry when the law is broken, but where there isn't a law, it can't be broken. So people believed uh, in a perfection at that time. And so he's addressing that. Well, I, I find the word perfection and the concept of perfection really interesting. Yeah. Because it just means something that is as it should be, doesn't it? So to, to be perfect, like what is a, a perfect rose or a perfect person for you? Like a perfect wife. Oh, let's of, talk yeah, about that. Oh, I'm sure you would like to talk <laughs> about that. But that would be different for you than it would be for somebody else. It just means something that is uh, exactly and suited their to the marriage purpose. Ended. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure you do not find me to be a perfect wife. I can, oh, I can oh, somehow oh find goodness. a way to live with that. Oh my goodness! But my point me. is, yeah. Well, well I think actually, I think you could say that husband, I am a perfect wife in the sense that yeah. you couldn't have had the children that you have with anybody other than me, which makes me, in yeah, a sense, that's perfect. Good. That's I am good. exactly I like that. I like what it. Just like Sarah and like Sarah, that. Abraham's wife. I like that was exactly uh-huh. who she needed to be. Uh-huh. Well, and in, in language, in French, for instance, there's a tense, the imperfect, the imparfait, mm-hmm. right? And, and what that means is an action that is incomplete. The perfect is like um, he walked to the store, mm. right? Um, as opposed to he was walking to the store or mm. something that it hasn't mm-hmm. been done yet, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think of that when I think about perfection and imperfection, I think of imperfect things as things that aren't finished yet, and perfect hmm. things as things that are, they're complete. And I think that's what God and the Bible are talking about when they talk about perfection. They're talking about what it will be when everything is complete. You know, there's that great quote, um, everything will be all right in the end, and if it's yeah. not all right, then it's not yet the end. So I think there's something about that that has to do with perfection. So is the perfection required of us flawless behavior? Oh, this is obviously such a leading question. Is it really? No, it's not flawless behavior. It's a no. growing willingness to humbly listen to God, I was like, Mark, follow where He may Mark, lead. Well, this is this is. He a gave us. He gave us the answer. He it's did. built right in there did. into the question. I I think what Mark should have done is he should have written the question above and then just said, underneath. "Is the perfection required of us flawless behavior?" Question mark. Or is it something else? And find a way to articulate yourselves, you people. But he knows nobody would have come up with such an elegant way of putting it. I know. And he would have found that unbearable. Like, I I have to say it for them because they're not going to get it. Oh, this could be the the, the perfect side. All right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. um, Well, I think it's because because he knows that this actually is a real tension. I don't know. Are there that many people who are really wigged out about being perfect and again what do I they think, mean by that I think like there are a lot of people who struggle <laughs> if you're trying to be perfect how would you do that like mm. because you have to first figure out what the list of things like what are you aiming for in your perfection if you're gonna have the perfect house you don't for have instance to be. What, what does that even mean do you have curtains or not do you have blinds is everything dusted yeah. is everything matching or is it not i mean your tastes and what you think makes something perfect will have Loads of different outcomes. You could have all kinds of houses that are all perfect or imperfect, however you may want to look at it. I find that that people who focus on perfection, though, are, can actually focus a lot more on other people. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's easier to focus on other people than to actually focus Although on themselves. Although it feels like it would make so much more sense to focus on yourself because you could think, 
yeah, yeah look at me. I do have the perfect house. I have the perfect body. Yeah. I have the perfect... Because you could make everything exactly the way that you want it to be, kind of. Yeah. I mean, insofar as the things that you control. I, um, I you do You can't like- control the messiness of your relationships, which can, you know, your imperfect wife, for instance, which could oh my goodness, kind of you, be a big you, blot you come up, on your... You come up- Twice on your life, like mm, twice. that guy's so amazingly perfect. If it weren't for his family, they're like bringing the <laughs> average down. You know, <laughs> I think you need to go see someone about that. <laughs> I, I think you need to. Well, I need to. Why do I need to? I mean, I know, I, I'm not the one bringing this stuff up. I mean, you're like, like <laughs> twice. <laughs> oh, it, just, it feels like a nice thematic yeah, thing clearly. that I have going on here now. Mm, so I kind of yeah, don't no, want to let it go. Kind of scared. And now. also, I know that the listeners will find this very humorous. Yeah, they, they like it when we. They'll when like we, it. When we seem to be having some kind of marital sparring, oh people my like that. I don't think they're going to think it's marital sparring. I think they're going to think it's marital like breakdown, <laughs> like so? dissolving, disintegrating. No, well, I guess like, if we, maybe we'll get lots of cards and candy and <laughs> flowers and stuff. Okay, people. so if you're going to send candy, just FYI. <laughs> Dark chocolate. I can't, well, for Becky, but for me, <laughs> oh, I'm on, oh. He's a two-day vegan. Well. A day and a half of a vegan. Not two-day, no, but at this point, not okay. anymore. A little bit longer than that now. Oh, that's I'm, right. It's been yeah, like a week. Yeah, but I am doing a 30-day like vegan thing. I know it's really horrible. My brother did this, um, the oh. whole 30 Back I, I, I'm in not, January. Is that what it's called? Well, it, there is a thing called oh, the Whole30. Okay. Where it's basically vegan and it's grain-free. And, it's no, no, it's to, not vegan, actually. It's I'm not vegan at all. Get, you eat meat, you just don't eat dairy. Oh, so I should no. have done that one. The Whole30 <laughs> is not vegan. I'm trying it. Because uh, what I'm aiming for is perfection required as flawless behavior. I'm trying to do that oh, by being through vegan. Yeah, being it's vegan. the ultimate Adventist perfection. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the ultimate like... I oh, used to be vegan and I was super perfect during that time of my life. Oh, I, have I remember to say. that. That yeah, was so much good fun. Times. Yeah, uh, that was great. Uh, let's focus on this uh, so growing willingness to humbly listen to God. So yes, I'm totally enjoying being vegan, allegedly. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, growing willingness to humbly listen to God and follow where he may lead. I actually do read really Fritos. Like, I do. And Cheetos, those are both. No, <laughs> are not gluten Cheetos. Free? Cheetos, actually, I don't know if they actually if they really yeah, have yeah. dairy in them because that orange stuff is not cheese. That orange stuff is just poison. I'd just have poison. to look at the, I'm not sure whether Cheetos are vegan. Probably not. I actually really do like this second phrase, though, that Mark brought up here. Growing willingness to humbly listen to God and follow where he may lead. I actually think this is what Paul is pulling us all the way through. And truly, when you think about Abraham, which you brought up earlier in the week, uh, a great example of a person who really did not follow God all the time, messed up many times, as Mark points out inside the Daily Walk as well, and yet God pulls him through. He's just because he's willing to listen. He's willing to try and to learn through his mistakes. I think that's actually what God's calling of us all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. And that is much healthier for us. So this promise that Paul is bringing to us at the climax of the end of chapter 4 here is to say, look, God is faithful to you. He has called you. Uh, we're going to see what it actually looks like in chapters five next week. But uh, let's uh, think about this question here. Is the perfection required of us flawless behavior or is it growing willingness to humbly listen to God and follow where he may lead? And I hope God leads you well today. I hope you listen to his voice today. Look after each other, live love, and we hope to see you at church tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.